Yellow Chat, Verbal Rhapsody, brought to you by Tang, the Advocate News Group, the student voice of Contra Costa College. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael Santone. And I'm Anthony Kinney. This is episode four. Uh, Verbal Rap City. Verbal Rap City, episode yes. four. We've been going strong. Yeah. It's been about a month so far. Yeah, about a month, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How you doing today, though? I'm all right, man. I, I Obviously, I'm doing better than you yeah, this morning. Right, right. I'm either <laughs> getting a cold or getting the flu. I'm not oh. sure. I, I just hope it doesn't get into the flu. I just hope you stay on your side of the desk. <laughs> right, we get everybody <laughs> sick in here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, today's episode is uh, on sagging. Uh, the trend of sagging, right. sagging your pants. Yeah, and how, how it's become a cultural phenomenon, pretty much, and mm. how it's kind of died out, and it's kind of being brought back and dying out and bring, being brought back again for I don't know, people out there who don't know what sagging is. Uh, so it's uh, the fashion where you wear your pants with the waistband around the hips rather than hugging, you know, the waist. So you start your, your underpants can be exposed and stuff like that. Um, it's a controversial um, style of dress that mm-hmm. uh, peaked in popularity around the 90s and the 2000s, finding its way from the prison systems and into hip-hop culture. That's a little interesting. Yeah. So uh, what's the history behind the uh, the prison aspect of it? It, it gained its... Um, its notoriety in the prison system um, because of ill-fitting garments and ill-fitting prison-issued clothes that Mm. the inmates would wear. Sometimes inmates are given clothes that are, you know, too big for them. And they can't have belts because of uh, suicide. Right, right. So um, this makes pants hang low. Mm -hmm. It makes uh, shirts big. And so uh, that's, I think that is pretty much where it started. It it came from the prison, the U.S. prison systems. Mm. I know there's that conception that... um, and if you're in jail, you wear your pants low. It means that you know you're you're available, and you want someone to have sex with you. Right. But I don't. From my understanding, from the readings that I I read, that's not necessarily true. It's usually about you know the clothing. Um, another aspect of it is also heard from people who are actually in jail or who was in jail um, that they don't really respect people who you know rape men in jail. Right. You know, right. it's kind yeah. of like you can't. You can't claim to be the big boss man in jail while you're having sex with men, you know? Right. It's kind of something they look down upon, from my understanding, in prison. Yeah. And so, yeah, that is actually one of the um, distorted, I guess, theories behind sagging, where it comes from is um, gay inmates uh, advertising uh, for sex while wearing their pants below their butt to show other inmates that they were available. Yeah. But really, it's because of the because of, no belts and right. no, you know. You know, little guys like me. <laughs> Uh, they'll probably try to give me a large when I'm a, really a medium. <laughs> Have me sagging low, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's one place I would never want to go. Another um, theory or, I guess, um, yeah, I guess theory behind sagging and where it came from is, um, or where it was kind of adapted to um, to, cult, to uh, society and to uh, this type of culture is um, that... Uh, People who are saggers, um, that's a kind of a, a name for people saggers, who saggers, saggers, yeah. yeah. Saggers. Right. <laughs> um, are hoodlums. Uh, I do that with air quotes. Um, these types of people would wear um, 
bigger clothes mm-hmm. uh, so they can conceal like weapons from rival gang members and um, police officers. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I remember back in like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, it was a big trend, like baggy big shirts, the long tall tees, yeah. and the big baggy jeans. It was it was a trend. Right, right. I had a couple cousins who would do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, t- <laughs> I remember wearing... 3XT t-shirts where it went literally down to my to my kneecaps the, the t-shirt was so long like a dress kind of <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, but um yeah so uh but it's the the theory of that is kind of um the whole theory to hide to have baggy pants to hide to conceal weapons and stuff yeah. is kind of like a false because with um according to snoops.com uh, is where we're getting this information from um a gun can easily be hidden in tighter pants if you wore an untucked shirt. Like if you mm. wore a big jersey and you had tighter pants on, the, you know, you could, in the waistband of your pants, you could hide the gun, something right. like that, or hide whatever you needed to. So the theory of having, you know, baggy pants because it helped conceal weapons from police is kind of like a an urban legend a little bit. It's right. not, it's... It, not necessarily right. true. Although it, it, it could help a little bit, but it's not really, it, it's not a must for people who sag. But right. You know, yeah. Right. I just think sagging gets that... That bad perception, um, similar to like hoodies, you know, when people see a hoodie, they they assume either you know he's up to no good or you know that's a hoodlum, right. it's kind of like a hood attire kind yeah. of yeah. article of clothing, right? Um, similar to like do rags, you mm. know, mm-hmm. like I mean, it's two thousand and seventeen, and you're still wearing a do rag in public, <laughs> something's wrong with you, but right. <laughs> it's not. I I look at that not really. As a hood thing, I guess it's, they, they consider it a hood thing because it's an African-American thing. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily for the fashion. It's more for the hair and for the waves and to make sure your hair is all nice and tight and cool. But, you know, it's people see people with do-rags and they get, they automatically get this, you know, this idea, this conception. Like they're, they're hoodlums or, they're, right. you know, they're uneducated or yeah. something in that sense. I think it's it's... It's been like that for, I think that we, I think society picks and choose what they want to assign to certain communities and certain people, um, because it, um, the history before the whole um, prison system, um, where the sagging came about, it was up in the, uh, in like the thirties and the, the twenties and the thirties when it came to, um, uh, like brown or, you know, black and brown, uh, people, they would wear, um, like zoot suits and stuff like that and they would be you know kind of picked on for that um like they would um it would, you know uh like crimes back in the goes like goes that goes back further than you know the police in prison days uh-huh. to the 1930s and blacks and mexicans uh men in, in california began rocking like uh big oversized suit jackets and pants that um tapered down um, at their at their ankles and stuff like that, and they were zoot suits. Ah. and so this kind Old of zoots. Yeah, so this kind of um, this fat, this kind of big loose clothing has been something that's been around for a very long time. I know um, there's also been you know groups that's been also fighting the trend of sagging for a long time. I know there's um, cities like literally cities that ban. Um, pants sagging. If you're caught sagging in the city limits, you're you're subjected to a fine. In some places, it's even uh, up to six months in jail for sagging. Yeah, and to think that something as simple as sagging, because you know we're from Cal- we're in California, we don't have laws like this really. No. And, and, and on on our community college campus, it's 
it's something we, you know, it's something that I kind of grew up around, and mm-hmm. it's not something that I notice a lot, you know, unless they're really, really, really low. Then you're like, wow, this person's right. pants are really low. But <laughs> you don't, it's not something that's talked about, or it's not something that's, you don't get in trouble for stuff. No, like it's, that I it's feel like it's kind of normalized right. here in yeah, California. Yeah. Right. And so to hear in different states, like just from, you know, we were in Dallas, you know, mm. and Fort Worth is really close to Dallas. Yeah. And, um, in 2011, they actually passed a, um, they implemented a policy um, in June 2011 that prohibited any passengers from boarding a bus while wearing sagging pants that exposed their underwear or butts. That's wow. Yeah, and so I, I mean, remember in Dallas, we had to jump off the um, the dart because mm-hmm. of, we didn't have a ticket. <laughs> and so just imagine you're walking, you know, jumping yeah. off the, the bus. And with your, do you remember when we were on the dart? Um, they had cops that would come and patrol. Yeah. So I wonder if they would, as they're checking tickets, they're also checking people's pants. Right, right, because the same dart we were on, it kind of it went to Fort Worth. And, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I didn't. I think trying to think back in Texas, I don't. I can't remember if I like if I remember anybody sagging out there. I don't really. I don't. I don't think I can recall seeing anybody out there sagging. But no. yeah, I I can't really recall either. Um, but uh, I have to ask Mike, what's your personal? Um, your personal idea, what do you think of sagging? Um, I'm a very open-minded person, as you know. Um, right. I don't, I believe everybody can do whatever they pretty Mike much Mike doesn't want. discriminate, I nor does he hate. <laughs> exactly, not at all. Um, but I, I grew up around it. Um, I never personally took part in sagging because I'm a really skinny person already. And I think I might, like maybe in middle school, I might have tried it, but not mm-hmm. super, super low. Um, right. But like I said, I had cousins who would do it, and, and I grew up around kind of the culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's not something that I that I partake in, no. But I noticed that recently I have been sagging a little because my pants have been shrinking because I've, <laughs> I've been washing them. And, you know, jeans, you wash them two or three times, they shrink two oh, sizes yeah, down. So I've noticed that my pants have been a little lower, so, mm. I don't, so I'm not flooding. <laughs> My pants aren't past my ankles. <laughs> right, so you got to pull them down just so they, you know, your 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 pants and your shoes can meet. Right, right. Yeah, they can have a little powwow. Right, and because you know, um, I guess a lot of the the perception back in the eighties and the nineties when Urkel and uh, I don't know if you guys know the show, uh, is it Family Matters? Family Matters, a great yeah. show. Yeah, they um, people, it, it was kind of like this perception that if you didn't have your pants a little, uh, you know, if they weren't kind of. Loose fitting, then you would have the, Ur- you the Urkel. Yeah. You would have the Urkel pants. Right. Yeah. You're, you're a geek. You're a nerd. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, I don't know if anybody wants to be. I, I want to be a nerd now. But you know, right. growing up in middle right. school and high school, you don't want to be. That's a nerd. funny how that perception changes. Because I remember when I was I was growing up, I I, I was so anti dork. You know, even though I was I was a a bookworm and a tech head, I was still perceive myself and present myself kind of as the cool guy you know i kind of tried to keep the nerdy aspect of myself hidden from the public you know and now that i grew up i i find i find myself more more into the geeky stuff and don't and not really care about you know the public perception of you know how i dress or what i think yeah so what is your history on sagging so um i grew up uh sagging it was always something that i seen personally as um unique you know it kind of just showed your your originality it was something that you know society wasn't doing at the time you know it's it was something i i personally thought was cool you know it kind of just showed i was different you know and uh i i always liked to sag i was never a huge sagger like i always kind of was a conscious sagger so like i would sag in certain environments i'm like i knew 
you know, it's not respectable to sag and in court or, you know, in front of my, you know, elders or my grandparents or something. I try to pull my pants up. Um, and also, I also tried to make sure that my sag was never too revealing. And what I mean by that is my underwear. I would always try to make sure that my shirt at the bottom was, you know, hidden enough to where you may you may see my belt, you might see my, my, my pants loops, but you... It's it's probably rare you see my underwear on right. my crack. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so, yeah, um, even, like, um, it's become such a big issue um, throughout the years that, even though Obama has gotten involved. Yeah. And, you know, the, the NAACP has gotten involved. Yeah. Like, it's like you mentioned earlier, a lot of states and a lot of cities and states have made, you know, laws against... Um, against sagging and yeah. against having your, your pants low and stuff like that. And so, um, again, it um, kind of originated, or it, got, it kind of got um, taken, or it found a home, sagging, I guess, found a home really in, in um, hip-hop culture. Yeah. And, um, you know, with uh, rappers like, you know, Snoop Dogg and you know, have uh, Too Short and stuff like that who would sag, and, you know, they kind of made it this, this thing. And then um, you have people, you know, doing it all over. And you have, you know, by 1995, the style has seeped into mainstream culture and you had people everywhere sagging. You know, you, mm-hmm. you had people just everywhere just sagging. And yeah. What was that, that Fat Joe song? It was pretty popular. What did he say? Um, I don't dance. I just pull up my pants and do the rock away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that song. <laughs> Lean right. back. Right. Lean back. And everybody was sagging their pants doing the rock away. Out. Yeah, that was a big trend back then. During that time... Sagging was, I feel like, was at its peak in hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, then again, it um, it kind of fades away. It, it's it's brought back. Uh, there are laws passed um, throughout uh, the years that I guess have kind of shunned it and made it look kind of made it look bad. And yeah. I, that was kind of the um, the idea behind sagging is that politicians are you know mainstream media has, has kind of turned it around to to kind of make the fashion seem that it's not it's kind of a fashion that criminals would wear and stuff like that yeah, right. and so, so you have um in uh, but in 2010 kind of had like a revival back um uh, with like you know artists like justin bieber and ed sheeran who kind of do a mini like you know kind of sag a little bit and they they're white um and they sag and so it's kind of this bringing this perception that you know everybody's kind of doing it yeah and just it's interesting right um and yeah so um some other um cities or states um city states and cities in uh the united states like um in in, New, in uh, november 2010 albany um georgia passed a city ordinance that banned the wearing of pants or skirts with a top three inches below the uh, top of the hips and imposed mm-hmm. a fine of $25 for the first offense and increased increasing to up to $250. Wow. And then um, <clears throat> the attorney, uh, the city attorney, Nathan Davis, in September 11th, uh, September 2011, um, reported that 187 citations had been issued and fines of $3,916 have been collected. Wow. In just one year. Right, in one year, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I just can't imagine that happening here. In, in, uh... There's this uh, city in Florida, Opaloka, I think that's how you say that. In December 2010, they voted unanimously on a $250 fine or 10 hours community service for individuals who did not pull up their pants. Huh. I wonder what that means. So, like, if you were, hey, I seen you, I seen you with sagging pants the other day. You didn't right. pull your pants up. You're getting a, you know, <laughs> How does that work? I don't, uh, maybe, maybe a warning. Warning. Right. I, I would assume 
cops see you, hey, pull up your pants. And if they see you again, hey, didn't I tell you to pull up your pants last right. week? You're paying two fifty. I mean, I feel like that's so... Like, it's like jaywalking. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to cross the street, and you see that there's no, no cars coming right until you cross the street. Then you, I've gotten a jaywalking ticket before. And, I have too. In high school, yeah. yeah. And it was, I, I, like, my mom was like, how do you get a jaywalking right. ticket? I'm like, I don't know. I and just, it wasn't even no cars coming. Right. And the, the cop was like, you know, you could, I see so many people get smacked, you know, get killed on the street. And I'm just like, oh, I know, I understand that, but there was no cars right. coming at all. I was just trying to get to right. class. You were so my intelligence. Like, right. I just walked into a busy street. <laughs> no, I made sure to look left and right. I made a, a smart right. jaywalk decision, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just feel like it's minuscule when it comes to this, this type of, this type of stuff. Like, even um, in, in um, 20, 2011, the um, University of New Mexico football player Deshaun uh, Marmon was removed from the U.S. Airways flight um, for wearing sagging pants. Wow. Yeah, and then um, even more, someone more popular, uh, the lead singer from Green Day, uh, Billy Joel Armstrong, he was even removed a couple months you know, after that for having saggy pants. That's insane. Yeah, and so it's... Um, One thing that I really worry about when it comes to this, you know, the crackdown on pants sagging is the, it opens up the floodgates to harassment by the cops, you know, yeah. for minorities. I mean, I, as, as the trend is starting to come back, you see more of, you know, white people who, who are partaking in sagging and stuff. But people I feel who, get ridiculed and get harassed when it comes to their pants sagging is is minorities. Yeah. And that's a big um that's a big issue that that's why politicians and community leaders and stuff like that are pushing for, you know, to stop the sag, right. no sag or drop the sag or something and, like that. And it's so big that there's there's billboards right. against it. It's, yeah. I know I, I read an article where in Boston they're actually showing uh TV commercials talking about stop the ban wow. and like the and threatening arresting people to kind of like deter people from sagging yeah it's scary and that's um what politicians are trying to say is that you're like you know for people who are minorities and you're sagging you're kind of you're leaving it an open uh, open you know doorway sort of for people to for you to get ridiculed or for you to get stopped by the police for racial yeah. like what kind of racial profiling you see these people who are sagging and then you're going to stop them so it's kind of like it's, it's giving a red flag for already you know someone who, you know, for minorities already to be stopped mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, for already being brown or, you know, dark skin and then you add, you know, sagging. So that this is also why politicians are trying to stop the the fashion trend of sagging and stuff like that. And yeah. And so it also would um, you know, there's some stuff that's come out in the last, you know, two thousand sixteen that said that um <laughs> people who sag have um ere like erect erectile dysfunction and they can't um they can't get hard and stuff like that. And so it's a lot of a lot of weird, interesting stuff. But I think we wasn't that like an April Fool's. Yeah, I think we <laughs> think we uh, we uh, found the uh, we debunked it. Yeah, we debunked it. We yeah. found the truth on that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was just a, a April Fool's joke. They were trying to uh, come up with some fake study to right. try to justify uh, their stance against sagging. And that, that shows how how. How you know how strong opinions these you know politicians are these people who are pushing this agenda forward yeah. that they really don't want people to sag or they, or they do but they want to tarnish the sagging thing to make it seem like to it's make something it seem bad. like it's so bad right, right. yeah yeah um, one thing that kind of I I read that was pretty shocking was um, the history of sagging pants from the the days of slavery mm. um, just doing the research I found one interesting thing. 
sagging spelled backwards. It's uh, niggas, uh, which is very interesting if you think about that. Yeah. But um, no, that they, they, what they were saying was um, during the slavery times, um, owners would punish the slaves who got out of order by humiliating them in front of their family and friends. They were beaten with whips until they till they bled, and then the owner would cut down a tree, putting a disobedient buck in submission. Buck being the slave. Mm. He would then put the worn slave over the tree stump and remove his garments, exposing his right bottom. The owner would rape the slave in front of his, his family and invite other slave owners to join in. Then the owner would make the slave wear his pants below his bottom, letting others know that he was broken. Yeah, that's... That's deep. That is deep, yeah. And it's, it's, it's scary. It makes you wonder, like, you know... Where did this trend? If that if that's the the true origins of sagging, what made it come back into you know right. fashion? Yeah, with I such think a that, dark history. Right, I think a lot of people really probably don't know because you as we, you know go through this episode, you know, it's hard to find the origins you know of something. But <clears throat> when it comes to stuff like sagging and stuff like that, you you see that there's been a kind of a a label put on this this type of this fashion, you know, that kind of insinuates that it's like a lesser type of thing, yeah. you know. And so, it, it's you know, and I, like going through this whole episode, we've we've brought up you know theories or other little urban legends that people have assumed that this is where fashion. I mean, this is where I'm sagging has come from. So it's a lot of mis you know misconceptions right about, about where it really does come from. Right. And so when you hear that story, you know about where where you know, if it originated from the slave times, mm-hmm. that it's just very, it's not something to be proud of. No. It's not something to, to be, to champion. It's right. Like that. It's, it's, Definitely. Yeah. It's, and it, it's just, I don't know, when you hear about it from the, the prison aspect of it, that's a little far-fetched. You know, when you hear about um, just it being more of a fashion sense or me that's wanting to sound unique, it's, that's a, that's a little more, um, acceptable than it coming from prison. But when I heard about, you know, it coming from slavery days and hearing that that aspect of it, that really put, you know, things in perspective for me, you know? Yeah. It really makes sense. It really it clicked in my mind when I read that that, you know, maybe we're maybe we should look in a little deeper into the sagging thing. You yeah, know? right. I think that it goes for any type of trend or fashion. There's always some sort of you know history history yeah, yeah. Back, there's always a backstory behind it and mm-hmm. i think that if we want to push if we want to you know sag i think we should learn or you know really learn about what it really means to sag and yeah. what, what it really comes from and where are the origins of this, mm-hmm. this trend and stuff like that because it, a lot of times you know we do things and we're like oh we don't even know what this means and yeah what does the symbol mean i think a, i think a, a lot of things not just even even with fashion but just a lot of stuff that we do in our daily life we do it because we've seen someone else do it before yeah and it's it was normalized. We we see it constantly happening and say, oh, that must be, that's normal then. Right. That must be how yeah. you do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. Right. And then we, we go and instead of going to look for the true answers to why this is happening or why mm-hmm. people are doing this or what's the real history, we just follow along. And yeah, we just follow. Yeah. Yeah. We're here right now in the studio with our special guest, Alexander Walker Griffin. He is the Associate Student Union President here at Contra Costa College. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing fine. How about you guys? I'm doing great. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, thank you. Not a problem. Glad to hear that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I'm student body president here at Contra Costa College. I'm a political science major. Surprise, surprise. And I'm also a member of the uh, California Community College's Board of Governors. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, your daily routine here on campus. Daily routine. Um, I'm, I'm here usually in the mornings earlier than what I need to be. Um, come to class and then usually after that, it kind of just depends on the day. Um, some days I go straight into a meeting after that. Um, some days I go straight to work. Um, that's typically like a, a regular day, class, meetings, and then work. Can you um, elaborate a little bit about your like political, like polit- your political stuff? Like I know that you were like um, uh, like a um, intern for Deschindler. Desonier, Congressman Desonier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, so my political bra- uh, background. Um, what was it? Last year, I interned for Congressman Mark Desonier over in his district office in Richmond. Um, oddly enough, a floor above where I work now. Um, I currently work for the Richmond City Council um, and very heavily involved. I'm a member of the West County Democratic Club as well as the uh, Contra Costa Democratic Party. Um, threw my hat in the ring for Hercules City Council last year. Um, only lost by a couple of hundred votes. More than likely going to jump back in the ring, uh, jump back in the race uh, in the coming months. But there's that. And then also with the Board of Governors, we deal with a lot of politicians, you know, um, county trustees or district trustees a lot, and then um, state and federal um, public officials. Sounds awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about your views on sagging. Personally, I think sagging, um, it's disgusting, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not caring about what color underwear you're wearing. Um, it looks really unprofessional, and in addition to that, it makes you look bad. Um, it, not just like in a professional manner, but um, a lot of people typically don't take people who sag seriously from what I've noticed. Uh, now, back to my personal opinion on sagging, um, it kind of defeats the purpose of when I see people wearing a belt, but they're still sagging. It's like, come on, man, you can pull your waist, you can pull your pants up, especially people who intentionally sag. You know, they pull their pants up, and I see this in class a lot. People will pull their pants up, but then push their pants down ever so slightly, um, so they're still sagging and then holding on to their waist as though the belt won't work. Um, and, it's, and in addition to that, um, I, I just don't like how it looks. You know, it's like I, I want everyone to be well-respected, and in order to gain that, you kind of have to have like a, a certain demeanor that you have to hold yourself to. Um, and I don't think sagging truly embodies that. Awesome. So <clears throat> being on Contra Costa College campus, we are a very diverse campus. Um, there are a lot of people who sag in campus, on here, on this campus. Do you think that, like, I guess, um, because other states have implemented laws and have put, you know, um, kind of, uh, you get tickets and stuff like that if you are caught sagging and stuff like that. So do you feel that um, that California or Contra Costa County doesn't do enough for um, to stop the sagging or to stop people from sagging? Well, um, I was actually looking at this paper over here, and uh, a city I saw in Florida implemented a poli- an ordinance um, enacted stating that if you were caught sagging, you have to pay $250 and give up 10 hours of community service. And in all honesty, I think that's that's a little astronomically kind of high mm-hmm. um, and kind of ridiculous at the same time, too, because, you know, there's other factors that come into sagging. Um, there's obviously the people who do it intentionally, and then someone just may have had a be- uh, maybe just not had a belt. 
Um, and then, you know, you get caught sagging because you just didn't have a belt that day. And now you got to pay $250 and do uh, 10 hours of community service. And in addition to that, um, I think it's also kind of ridiculous because um, it leaves people in a, in a tough financial situation. You know, maybe you don't have $250 to just give up to the city or the county or whatever jurisdiction. And maybe you don't have 10 hours to just give up and pick up trash on the side of the road. Um, but I think I think it could be enforced, but just not as like an ordinance that says like here's a ticket for it because you know that that's kind of ridiculous and it can hurt a lot of students especially since this is a college campus typically I'm gonna assume about ninety nine percent of the college students here don't have two hundred fifty dollars to blow and ten hours to give up right. um, so you know just as simple just some like um, teachers who say like pull your pants up you know um, just something like that to enforce it but not some not so much that um, students have to pay a fine because, you know, that can hurt somebody. And, then, you know, it can just lead to something terrible down the road that I wouldn't want the school to get into and I wouldn't want any students to get into. Definitely. That's, yeah, I can see that. So um, you carry yourself as a respectable, professional, young black man. How important is appearance and perception nowadays? Oh, thank you uh, for the comment. I do appreciate that. Um, really... It, it, to, as a person of color, it's really important that we put ourselves um, in a situation where people won't look down on us because it doesn't matter what your role is. It doesn't matter how many people you know, what your LinkedIn looking like, what your resume looks like. Um, people will see your color first. Um, and I want to eliminate as many barriers as I possibly can that are already just there systematically against me. Um, so I try to carry myself with a professional demeanor um, and try to dress a little bit more nicely, um, even considering that most time I'm going to work straight after school. Um, but even if like in my free time, you know, if I'm going to wear like a T-shirt, make sure it's ironed, make sure my pants are ironed, uh, make sure everything looks, you know, I'm squared away. So people will say like, OK, this guy's looking cool. Let me make sure I don't judge him off of some assumptions that I've been told that are not true. Um, and I think that every everyone should do that, not even just necessarily people of color, but um, everyone around the scope. So that way, you know, these systematic barriers that have been put up and all these stereotypes that have been implemented um, throughout America's history, they can slowly start to fade away. Because when you start knocking down those, you start building more opportunities for the people to come. Awesome. So do you think that, um, like, you've worked with in, like, you know, community service and stuff like that. Have you ever heard of any politicians around here or around, you know, in, in Richmond or in San Pablo or even in Hercules that wanted to kind of put something forward to help people who are, like, help combat sagging? Like, have you personally heard any, like, politicians say that they want to kind of stop the sag, like, around here, like, in the area? Um, in terms of, like, policy, no. Uh, usually it's just kind of, like, the general understanding, like, most people are against sagging, but nothing as to, like, uh, getting some policy or some ordinances involved. I feel like with most city councils, that, that would be kind of looked over and just seen as something that's, like, you know, there's more things to worry about while you're worrying about sagging. You can just tell someone to pull their pants up. And more than likely, they'll do it, whether it's just in that moment and they walk off around the corner and, you know, pull them back down. But um, I haven't heard anything in regards to, like, policy-wise, like, okay, we need to have some fines or do some community service. Yeah. Do you think that it, I, well, I guess, no, because you already spoke on that, so you don't think that it's, you said something should be done, though. Do you think something should be done? I, I, I just, if, if something were to be done, I would do it like this. You know, just kind of have, like, the community involved, like, saying, hey, man, you could pull up your pants. Nothing that'll, like, have somebody, like, $250, like, right. gone out of their pocket right. or any amount of money. Yeah. Or even, you know, community service is unnecessary, too, for just having your pants down. Because people go through stuff every day, right. and you can't just always assume that people are sagging intentionally. 
um, you have to think about other factors too. And because I know if, if policies were to get involved, there's always going to be that one cop who's just going to say, well, I don't care. Um, I saw you doing it and not even look at, hey, maybe there were some other factors into this. Now a person has a $250 ticket. They can't pay whatever they need to pay, and it's just going to uh, right. continue to be a domino effect. Right, because, you know, once you can't pay that fine, then there's a warrant, and then now <laughs> yep. it's jail time for pants sagging. Yep, exactly. So um, most often in society, people who sag usually are deemed as, like, ghetto or uneducated or thug, thuggish. Um, you already kind of touched on this, but uh, what's your stance on that? I don't think it's best to judge people straight off their appearance um, because you have people like Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is not a thug. He's not ghetto, but Justin Bieber sags. Yeah. You know, a lot of people from affluent communities sag just to try to fit in with um, what they see going on. So you really can't just generalize people based off what you see. Um, can you repeat your question one more time so I can uh, fully answer yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most often in society, people who sag are usually deemed as ghetto or uneducated or thuggish. What's your stance on that? Um, I just personally, I just say don't judge a ju don't judge a book by its cover. Um, understand someone before you get to judge them, so that way um, you can put yourself in their shoes, and you just won't have a negative a negative opinion on them. You know, the dude could be Bill Gates and have millions of dollars, but still be sagging. That doesn't mean he's uneducated. That doesn't mean the That's person's ghetto or anything like that. Very true. Very true. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time out and joining us on our show. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Not a problem. We want to say thanks again to our special guest, Alexander Walker Griffin, the ASU president here on campus. Yeah. What did you think about his talk? Uh, I think it was it was good. I was um, definitely he definitely brought a different um, a viewpoint, like a kind of like a more of a like a politician type of viewpoint. A professional, and, right? A professional, right? And it was it was interesting to see him. Uh, interesting to hear him talk about a, a subject. He doesn't sag. I mean, I no. Yeah. So no, I mean. Unfortunately, the people who's listening couldn't see him, but I mean, he came in clean cut, right? Um, sweater on, really, really a, a professional. Lapel, something on his lapel, right? <laughs> a little, little button, uh, right. little pin yeah. on his lapel. Definitely yeah, professional. He, uh, he, he came in as a politician. Right, right. It was good. It was definitely interesting to hear him, uh, yeah. his side of, of sagging and the history of sagging and what he thinks it is and what thinks what he thinks should be. Regulated. Like so, that. do you think this talk changed your your perception on sagging? Um, uh, a little bit. I don't think that it should be done without people knowing what they're doing. You know, after hearing the whole the the slave thing and stuff yeah. like that, I think that it, we'd be better. F I think that society would be better working if we were more informed on the things that we that we do and the things that we accept in our lives and stuff like that, I think it would be a little bit more easier for us to create a connection with each other. But, yeah, I, like I said, I've been open-minded and I don't, yeah. But I, I agree. Yeah, I'd look at it a different way now, definitely after hearing. Yeah, that, so. um, yeah, I, I agree with that. After hearing about the, the slavery aspect of sagging, it really made me change um, how, how I look at sagging and more than likely, I'll probably pull my pants up a little, yeah. you know, sack a little less, <laughs> show a show a, a, a little less butt. That's good. <laughs> well, um, till next time, guys. Please check us out every Friday on SoundCloud with new episodes. Um, please feel free to um, listen, share comment um, send in any uh, questions you have and we can read them on air and uh, if you have any um, topic suggestions yeah. send those in too yeah 
we're always looking for new ideas and new um, discussions to have here in the studio and with uh, students and students out there. And definitely want to get your guys' life and your guys' perspectives out there and have a great, you know, continue doing great shows. Yes, sir. Uh, Till next time, guys. Yeah, whether, you're, whether you're listening to uh, at night, in the morning, or during the afternoon, please uh, continue to do so. And enjoy. Thank you, guys. Thank you.